Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Would you like to wake and bake with me like three times a week? Uh, would you like to hear me talk to my wife about intimate details about our personal life, which in 21 years of being married ain't really all that exciting anymore? Would you like to hear all the old episodes of Fat Man on Batman, where I used to sit down and record one-on-one interviews with people and stuff? Uh, do you want to listen to old episodes of Jane Silent Bob Get Old? There's one place where you got to go, man. Join me at That Kevin Smith Club. That's right. If you go to thatkevinsmithclub.com, you can join as a clerk or a mall rat or a yoga hoser or a fun employee, man. There's all different levels. Uh, but you get access to really cool stuff, including cartoons nobody sees anymore, uh, stand-up specials nobody's ever seen, movies people don't get to see anymore. It's all right there in the Smithsonian screening room, man. And the uh, podcast library is deep, kids. It's deep, man, except for Hollywood Babylon. That's available over at the Ralph Report. So, for everything else, come to thatkevinsmithclub.com, man. And we want to club you. Don't you want to club Kevin Smith? Here's your chance. Thatkevinsmithclub.com. Are we live? I think we're live. Uh, uh, hey. I always have to try to remember. Hey. Hey. Welcome to Fat Man Beyond. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernard. Hey. Oh, fuck. We're back, kids. And I mean, this is like an important show. (laughs) It really is. Yeah, there was like a, like, do we do a show this week? And then they dropped the fucking news. And we're like, how are we not doing a show? The show was originally called Fat Man on Batman. Mm. Um, So Batman was part of our charter. Absolutely. They dropped some fucking huge Batman news today, kids. And we're going to talk about that. In one minute, just a, uh, what do they call it? Disclaimer in advance. I got to go home for the 10 o'clock viewing, uh, airing of Celebrity Show Off, uh, the show that I'm working on on TBS. So we're going to keep this like tight. If it, if it doesn't go on four hours as per usual, that's the only <laughs> reason. But before we dive into the news and stuff, and we know what the news is, how are you? Um, I'm good. Certainly have enough time to check in on old friends. Yes. How are you? Hello, old chum. Uh, I'm good. I'm Mark good. just gave me mind-fuckingly good news <laughs> that we can't even share. Not for months. No. But. And But, like, fucking, and this would be the show to break that shit. I know. We'll have Fuck. to talk to the people about it when it's time. Um, but still, it was, like, right before we went, in this all casual way. Like, the way, like. Yeah, by the way. Yes. Like, the way he'd be like, oh, I had pizza today, and it was good. Oh, really? Welcome to the show. <laughs> but instead, it was, like, fucking, needle-scratching news that's very, very fucking cool. Yeah. When do you think we'll be able to tell him? Uh, or you'll be know, able to tell him? I, I instantly idea. glommed on to Mark's <laughs> like, glory. When, can we? when will we tell them about your good idea, Mark? <laughs> uh, I am not entirely sure. Uh, it's a thing that just literally materialized overnight. Um, like papers still need to be signed and work needs to be done before anybody feels comfortable announcing anything. But it is pretty cool. That's dope, man. How go the Plague Nerdalogs? Uh, the Plague Nerdalogs go incredibly well. Um, last week we, uh, we had Lin-Manuel Miranda swinging from the fucking top rope. <clears throat> yeah. Which one did he do? He did, uh, Commander William Adama from the Battlestar Galactica miniseries. Wow. Um, he kept calling him Captain Adama and I wasn't going to correct him because he's like, whatever you want, man. You, you said yes. But he's like, you know what? Not correcting me. That's how you stay in the room where it happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I stay in your room where you want things to happen. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Who? Yeah. What's the connection? Um, I, I Get him know. for this fucking show. <laughs> 
if he ever does a fucking fantasy thing, he's he's well, he did that no, that no. HBO show. What is it called? Oh, the, his Dark Materials. Yeah, yeah, which we never talked about because neither of us ever saw or cared that much. Well, about. now we could if he's coming Not on our show. We'll have a good reason to watch it. <laughs> I've seen it all. He cried the whole <laughs> yes, time. You could just probably throw that out there, like Babe Ruth pointing to the fucking left or right field. Like probably gonna happen. Yeah, um, no, wow. Like, wow. I, inter- I interviewed him for the LA Times when I was there about right. Moana, and uh, and then like he. We started following each other. Well, I was following him, to be fair, much earlier than he was following me on the Twitters. I remember the police were alarmed. <clears throat> they were what? <laughs> um, and then I just literally fucking I, sh- I I decided to shoot my shot, and I made my shot count. And I slid up in his DMs, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I got this charity thing. I know you've got like a thousand different things pulling at you, and you're raising money for fifteen different organizations. Um, and I get it, but here's what this is: if you've got the time and the inclination." And you're interested, let me know. If not, no harm, no foul whatsoever. I get it. And like uh, two weeks later, he's like, shit, I'm sorry I missed this. I'd like to do a Dama. And I said, yes. And this was like a Friday. He's like, I'll give it to you by Sunday. Okay. And then he had it to me Sunday night. How do you, how do you fucking not open with that? <laughs> like, you, like, that's crazy. Like, you waited until we're 10 minutes in. And you're like, by the way, zip. Lynn Manuel's on my payroll. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, and so uh, we went, we we launched the second wave, and we raised like twenty grand in a day and a half, and then the week after, like Lynn shows up, and now we're up at forty three thousand dollars, I think, Um, and it's still steaming along, and we still got new ones coming out all the time. We got one from um, uh, Andre Royo, who played Bubbles from The Wire, Mm -hmm. and I'm like. He's like, I want to do one. Like, yes, you can do one. Right. Absolutely, you. I'm not going to say no. Bubbles wants to do one. And it's pretty great. It, he hasn't gone up yet? He hasn't gone up yet. He'll go up, so I think, like Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Although it is superhero adjacent. Really? It is. Yeah. From the list? or Have you had anybody be like, I got one I want to do that's not on your this list? This was him. He was like, I want to do this one. And Seriously? I said, Fuck it, yeah? He's like, yes. Oh, so that's passion right there. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I, something tells me he already knew it. Really? Yeah. Like the way you know the fucking Dune thing? Because I, like I told you, I couldn't memorize for shit. And it, it's astonishing to me that these dudes can just, especially Lynn, it's like I have it for you like in two days. And then like he just fucking memorized it. Right. Like how do you, what? I mean, he did fucking write Hamilton. He did. But then again, <laughs> he wrote Hamilton, so he knew True. all the words. True. Good point. Fuck. <laughs> way, to, way to diminish the guy's talent. Like, yeah, he did Hamilton, but I he mean, wrote it. The words. <laughs> like, They're your words. Of course he had an edge. <laughs> um, that's fucking tremendous. Yeah. So, well done. So that's all I got, uh, other than our apparent ability to see into the future. Yeah. Which is... Is leading us into the news? Yeah, leading us into the news. Mark was a newsman, as he previously mentioned, and today his services are called upon for the biggest fucking news. <laughs> this news made me so fucking happy. And I'm, I'm just going to focus on the positive, but I do want to say I couldn't believe there was a single negative tweet about this, and yet I saw somebody be like... <laughs> I don't like it. And I was like, fuck you, internet. I'm like, come on, man. They finally give us something nice and shiny and good, and still there's somebody to shit on. I knew that internet wasn't to be trusted. The moment I read, back in like 1998, somebody said Quentin Tarantino's a hack. And I was like, look, if there's anything I know to be not true, it's that that dude's a fucking hack. I disagree with this internet in general. And then I bought into it, and I gave it to see my trust back, and then they ruined it with that fucking tweet. Who could not be happy about this news? 
Let's tell them what the news is. Or, or should we go in the Wayback Machine? Let's do that. Let's do that. So uh, let's, a younger version of ourselves, kids. When was this? This was uh, November 2017. Fuck, oh my God. Yeah, it was the These episode. These cats had no idea 2020 was coming. Oh, shit. Like, it, it had already gotten a little bit bad because, like, who just got elected to be president? What's happening? There's still hope, though. Uh, there's uh, maybe a little bit of hope. Um, but we were reviewing Justice League, I think, either the actual movie itself or the trailer or something. But uh, but yeah, and so we 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 spun, we waxed Rhapsodic as we're known to do, mm-hmm. and we apparently dropped this little one minute nugget um, that uh, that is somewhat prognosticated. This is like us being the Simpsons. Yes, Fat Man Beyond uh-huh. predicted it. Totally. Here we go. Let's hear it. And ironically, like Flash, Flashpoint gives you the opportunity for that reset or crisis gives you the opportunity for that reset well they should lean into the flash i mean i know they've had a hard fucking time putting the flash movie together but now that you see that that element could work like give ezra miller a flashpoint movie that's there you go that's an exact way to correct your entire dc you know i mean what dc has a marvel does and a great story a warm story a story about a child's love for a parent gone wrong and shit like that like there's real heart to that story and it plays with time and throughout the dc universe you can do a lot of fucking cool things with that i mean and they have a multiverse marvel doesn't have a multiverse there's a world in which if you do a crisis story then you can have michael keaton christian bale digital adam west you can have all of these fucking Batmans together. Stop making better movies than these fucking people. Oh my God, you need to be in charge. What a good fucking idea. You can pick That's how you fuck everybody's mind. They're like, guess what? Fuck Marvel. We're connecting all the movies. <laughs> Michael Keaton exists with fucking Ben Affleck, with George Clooney. Whoa. Wow. I mean, you predicted the future. I just made a lot of jokes about it, but, <laughs> but my God, well done. Um, wow, and it's kind of what it smells like they're doing. It is what it smells like they're doing because the, the big news of the week is Michael Keaton is in active negotiations with Warner Brothers to reprise his role as the Dark Knight, Bruce Wayne, for The Flash. In any other year, that would be the biggest news <laughs> that fucking happened. It would be like, UFOs are real. <laughs> yes. Keaton is back as Batman. But it being 2020, it's, it's not, it hasn't penetrated as far as I would like it to, although it was all over the internet. It really was. People were so happy about it. it. It is one of those things that, again, how can you find a problem with Michael Keaton returning as uh, Batman? And, and also, like, man, to go from DC to Marvel, back to DC, mm-hmm. and the indications are that they're going to make uh, Michael Keaton's Batman like um, Samuel Jackson's yeah, Nick, Fury. Nick Fury. So he's kind of like a mentor. They're setting it up for Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like their version of Batman Beyond is Batman mentoring Batgirl as opposed to Terry McGinnis. That's definitely a way to go. I mean, yeah. definitely a way that makes a ton of fucking sense. Um, but oh my God, like, I mean, I was going to say, could you, did you ever think? And apparently you did. <laughs> <laughs> could but, you ever imagine? Like, well, we, we, but that is it. Don't you feel like listened to? And also, by the way, I would point out that that clip predates Spider-Verse. You kind yeah. of describe what would eventually happen in Spider-Verse. Yeah, because I, I did say Marvel doesn't have a multiverse. And like that's I was wrong there. 
Uh, they do have a multiverse. We're about to see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse True. of Madness. They found their way into it. Um, but but yeah, I guess uh, Warner Brothers owes me money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you who they're going to owe money is Michael Keaton. Yes. What do you pay for that kind of service? That man? is not going to be a cheap deal. Um, but Especially because they're talking about multiple movies. Like it's not just the Flash. It's not just maybe Batgirl. Like he can be the connective tissue if they ever make a cyborg movie. Never going to happen. But still, anything's, anything's possible anything's now. Possible. I mean, they could fucking drop him in Justice League. Because did you see that there's there's a rumor today? I, I caught it just before I left that um, Ryan Reynolds is negotiating to cameo in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's why a here? Why but, wouldn't he? You know what I'm no saying? There's no good reason not to. He's Richard and Roosevelt. He's fun. He's Canadian. <laughs> like, that's just a good idea. He likes a good time. Yeah. Fuck, that's smart. I support yeah. that. I hope he does do that. That would yeah. be so cool. That'd be even cooler for Zach because that wasn't a part of their plans. I don't believe it was, no. But, man, you want to make a noise. About, you know what? I put... What, what do they do in the, like, Pinocchios and shit like that? <laughs> What's the opposite of the Pinocchios where you're, if you were doing something where you're like, I've, I fucking co-signed the story. That you're sounds the truth. believable to me. Yes. <laughs> Is that the that truth? That sounds like truth. That sounds like it's such great speculation, but it sounds absolutely believable to me. Yeah. Um, and it makes, it makes sense. Because especially because he's been very kind of sage about his relationship to Green Lantern, which mm -hmm. was not a well-received movie, did not do extraordinarily well at the box office, but wasn't like a flop. Um, but there's no real love for that iteration of Green Lantern. No, but it did fucking provide a hell of a joke in Deadpool. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> didn't have to. Like, he could have steered clear it from it. It was basically a $200 million setup <laughs> for a fantastic punchline in a $50 million yeah, movie. Where he's reading the script for Green. He's like, I think this is a great idea. Where goes, what is it? Don't make it green. <laughs> Remember when yeah. they're dragging him Not out. CG. <laughs> Not a CG outfit. <laughs> um, that is... Uh, Spellbinding fucking news brought me right back uh, to my childhood. Today, of 31 course, years ago, right? 31 years ago, Batman debuted in theaters, Tim Burton's Batman. Um, I was sitting there talking to my wife earlier this evening. I was like, oh, fuck, what time is it? And she's like, I don't know. And we looked, it was four o'clock. And I was like, somewhere in the fucking streams of time, 31 years from this moment, <laughs> I'm in New Jersey leaving Domino's forever, <laughs> even though I'd only worked there for like three, four hours. And going to see Batman with like Brian Walton stuff. Today's the 31st anniversary of Batman coming out. So Michael Keaton, Batman news, incredibly welcome on this day. Smart idea. Like, and you know, I know everyone's always like, they ain't got a Kevin Feige over there. Somebody had to come up with this idea. Yeah. This is not like some accountant or some lawyer going like, I think people would like this. Like somebody had to put a creative... Somebody's listening to our fucking show is what it sounds like. <laughs> I would, man. If I was in a studio, I'd listen to the show. It's like a bunch of free fucking ideas. Which we should stop doing. I've been told we should stop doing. I know, but this is a good one. Like, like <laughs> we couldn't have affected this. It's not like you and me got enough money to hire Michael Keaton to be our <laughs> Batman. So, like, that's an idea you can throw away for free. What you don't fucking throw away for free is the Cinderella fucking story. <laughs> Still smarting about like, that. Listen, Michael Keaton, here's what I can do for you. I can buy you a thousand chicken nuggets because Burger King's got them on sale, 10 for $10. I will spend $100 to get you a thousand chicken nuggets. Will that get you to be Batman? Warner Brothers got us beat. Yeah. They got all sorts of non chicken nugget money. <laughs> 
Um, chicken nugget currency. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a different currency that we don't. We can't even. We're not there. Do you prefer gold? <laughs> well, I'm, the, I'm on the nugget. I'm on the nugget <laughs> standard. The uh, Do you think he in a billion fucking years, when he was like, "Nah, I'm not going to do this anymore," and walked away, mm-hmm. or is that what that's what happened right he was yeah because they yeah. came to him and they were like do here's more money he's like i don't want to do this anymore yeah i'm done i did two of these i'm good do you think ever yeah even ever. when he was playing fucking vulture yeah do more you, like when he shit on it kind of in Birdman. it was like this you guys they're never asking me back after this and yet <laughs> oh my god uh mr douglas uh would you like to be batman again mr douglas <laughs> um look my, he, michael keaton uh or michael douglas, michael douglas. is uh in- incredibly talented we'll never take that away from him <laughs> i love mr mom what if the negotiations go bad and they literally go to michael douglas <laughs> yeah and he's like i'm suddenly batman how'd that happen well, no, I'm, th- no I'm i'm pim i'm i'm, I'm, yeah, I'm over there um he is a talented man i'm taking nothing away from him how fucking lucky is that? That like he's la- he's he's still around mm-hmm. and fucking Batman's still around long enough where fucking three decades on almost and shit. Is it three literally three decades on from the first time he strapped on those rubber tights and shit? They're like, you want to go again? You you be fucking lucky to get asked to be Batman once in this lifetime, but to yeah. be asked back and then be like. Not only are you coming back for like, you're, it's not like, good thing he held out on crisis. I'll say that much, right? <laughs> like, because you know that fucking Mark Guggenheim was probably like, we got to get Michael Keaton. Yeah, come on, full court press. Can we get Keaton? And Michael Keaton's people were like, don't move. Don't move. Give him wool. Yeah. Just throw rubber wool at him. We got, we, got, we got a larger play here. <laughs> oh, my God. It's such a good idea. It does seem like the kind of idea maybe an agent went to a studio with rather than a studio come to them. With. Right. And also the fact that Michael Keaton is still viable enough for it to be a real get. Like, because yeah. if it's like, hey, you know what? We're doing Cannibal Run 3. We can't do it without Dom DeLuise. And like, granted, he's dead. I understand that. But like that idea of. We're working on the McNugget currency still here. It's standard. So obviously DeLuise references fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Kids, Dom DeLuise was a comedian. Who Once about a time, a beloved character actor. Many years ago, he only he only died fairly recently. Really? I think so. Somebody look it up. Like I remember, like it was one of those things where I'm like, what? Like two thousand eight? Really? Still kicking? I, I bet you it might be in that. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody, somebody looking it up. JC's got his head in his hands, like they're talking about DeLuise again. Goddamn! <laughs> Nobody's gonna come to this bar if they talk about DeLuise. <laughs> Plug the bar. We are when. 2009. 2009. That's not, it's like 11 years ago. It wasn't too yeah, long. I would have sworn he died in like 1992. Right? <laughs> it's one of those He's mysteries. 75 years old. 75. What a legend. In any event, like Mark was saying, you can't yes. make this movie without Don Deloise. <laughs> <laughs> so, Warner Brothers, I know Michael Keaton's going to cost you a pretty penny, but getting Deloise, that's going to cost you everything. You got to get some of that ILM volume <laughs> yes. magic good work in. We built a Deloise in the Matrix. Here he is. Hello. I can't do that. It's <laughs> been so long, I can't remember my, <laughs> as if I ever had a back pocket Dom Deloise impression. Uh, um, it is uh, crazy, crazy cuckoo nuts that we live in this world where Michael Keaton's putting a fucking cowl back on. Indeed. I, I mean, mean, and look, we live in the Iron Man world where he didn't 
put the outfit on by the end of those movies. Like, you know what? By Endgame, yeah. he's wearing his fucking pajamas. And they're like, we'll put the suit on later. Go ahead. Just smile and say okay. funny things. Yeah. Just, just wear that. the glasses. It's all the glasses. Just now. say, I am Iron Man and snap. <laughs> um, so it could be that Michael Keaton's like, I'm never getting in a rubber suit again. I know. Because it literally was rubber in Batman Returns. Remember, he rips the mask at the end. I'm like, isn't that a bulletproof like outfit? shittiest Ethan Hunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of Halloween bullshit is this? Uh, but yeah, I mean, if he's playing, you know, Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond, like he doesn't wear the outfit. He's fucking black suit and a turtleneck. And That's an idea we supported here on this show as Absolutely. well. We were talking about, like, Michael Keaton, they should get him to play Batman Beyond. Um, man, well, fucking, there it is. I, and... I'm just happy that exists. And and Indeed. it's not confirmed, right? It's a rumor. It's not even but a, like, it seems pretty... Like one a lot of, brothers, of sources. Yeah, one of Brothers had no comment, but it ran in The Hollywood Reporter, and they and everybody picked it up. And they are not ones to just, for real, just like, we heard from a guy. Right. They have to have some real source. And, and Entertainment brother. Weekly wrote about it. Yeah. And they might, you know, aren't they still part of... Time Warner. Yeah. Yeah. So they might have... Well, a, no, they got sold they're out. somebody else. Everybody gets sold. It's true. So they're no longer part of the family. No. I, it seems true. I'm just going to fucking... Look, I need it to be true. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have much else going on right now, so fuck, I need that to be true. I got no place else to go. <laughs> Truly, man. This is my officer and a gentleman moment. Um, makes me so happy, man. Uh, it makes me happy that I've lived long enough, that I survived that fucking heart attack to live in a world where they're like, you're getting Keaton one more time, <laughs> one more time. Cow him up. Um, all right, so that's the news. Fuck everything else. Yeah, and there we're it done. Is. Yeah. Have fun, everybody. Nothing else worth talking about. Um, that is, is everything, man. Um, yeah, that is the big news. Now, Maybe. the first place he might pop up, and this is where the news kind of broke was in the flash movie right which is supposed to start production uh well fuck we're supposed to start <laughs> this spring right that's over yeah, that's um true. so whenever production gets back up and running whenever people's deals start to make and this um, is andy machete rather did it yeah so like they got a director they apparently have a script that they like and now they got fucking michael keaton and we'll see if ezra miller is not toxic anymore um after he apparently, did you see that video where I he like did. choked out a fan at a convention in in Reykjavik? Yeah, yeah. So it's been quiet since then. Yeah, yeah. But it looks like that movie's happening regardless. It does, and I'm surprised that it is because I had 19 directors who just kind of came and went. But if you're going to spend the money on Keaton, then you're making a movie. Yeah, and and also like it gives you a sense of like purpose and direction and vision beyond like what you're doing in the immediate. Um. Yeah, man, I'm I'm on I'm on board. This is awesome. This could be it. Like, I'm not gonna say like this could turn things around for Warner Brothers. They're doing quite well. They're you know they're fine. Joker, Aquaman, mm-hmm. fucking Wonder Woman. Like they're doing great. They don't need any turnaround help. That being said, you know, with everybody kind of being mad about like, you know, what they've done with Snyderverse and whatnot. Although that's what I saw, like the negative I saw were people going like, I want, I don't want Michael Keaton. I want Ben Affleck. Can you see Michael Keaton fighting Margot Robbie? 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 Yeah. Robbie, thank you. Um, you know, I, well, I mean, I hate to be this guy, but it wouldn't be Michael Keaton fighting Margot Robbie. No. It'd be a stunt guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're never going to see that fight. Right. Maybe mean, some close-ups or something. But is that... The idea, will he be in that world? 
Uh, I, I, that continuity? I mean, I don't know how far they're going with the Flashpoint of it all and how much they're going to actually intersect the current Snyderverse into a Flashpoint-verse or whatever you call it. I think it. they just claim everything. I mean, like, Kind of like what Crisis did. Just claim it all. Be like, it all happened and shit mm-hmm. throughout the multiverse. Even fucking Adam West. Especially Adam West. Yeah. But, like, I, there, there is absolutely a world in which Michael Keaton's Batman would, at that age, would never be the, I'm going to get out there and fucking punch you in the face. Exactly. It's, He's an old man. I'm the greatest detective in the world. I'm the third smartest person on the planet. Like, I got this without ever lifting a finger. I, I got to tell you, man. Like, it makes me excited. I, like, I don't get me wrong. Of course, I love Ben. But, like... Michael Keaton was like my Batman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when when Tim Burton's Batman came out for the first time, you were like, good Lord, like they did it. He's dark, like which is weird because you watch the movie now and you're like dark, but darker than we were used to and stuff. (laughs) A lot of Brits. But like we're going to see him do that performance again. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments in movie history is that shot from Batman Returns where the fucking mirrors <laughs> reflect the bat signal <laughs> and he stands <laughs> up into it and shit. Like, yeah, it's, it's so, so fucking stupid and hokey, but beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. And like, it's a comic book. And that's exactly what would have happened. Thank God nobody's standing around fucking Wayne Manor going, there's an awful lot of reflective lights pointing yeah. in that one like, window. You want me to put in one more mirror here, Mr. Alfred? <laughs> What's all these mirrors for? Who's the Alfred, you think? Um, it ain't gonna be Michael Go. No. Well, I mean, it could be fucking Michael Caine again if you wanted it to be. It could be Jeremy Irons again if you wanted it to be. Um, oh no. Or who? Or he's fucking- gone. Because if Bruce Wayne is that old, maybe right. Alfred's. Yeah. If Bruce right. Wayne is fucking pushing, what or is Michael Andy, Caine? Andy Circus, who's playing Alfred in the Batman. But they said those that ba- ba- Matt Reeves the Batman is not tied into this world. It isn't yet. Good point. <laughs> Good point. I love how I was fighting like something I have no skin in. I'm like, no, 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 Mark. Uh-uh. They can't do that. You You're leave like, my Batman alone. Why? Of course they can. <laughs> They'll do whatever they want. Um, maybe. Well, it would make sense if you've got Michael Keaton as the older Bruce Wayne, mm. that he is now Alfred and right. Batgirl or or young Batman Beyond yeah. or whatever. Or you see him at the funeral him. for Alfred. Like you open with him at the funeral at the graveside as they're burying Alfred Pennyworth. Didn't I tell you that I cried enough watching Bill and Ted face the music today? You really want to try to make me cry right on camera? That's fucking good. Don't give that shit away. I, it's not mine to give. Like, they're going to do what they're going to do. They already took fucking Michael Keaton. That's true. They can take it all. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they take everything. You um, took it from me. That's good. That is a good scene. You son of a bitch. Um, is there any other news? Um... Well, there's other bat news, but it's not good bat news. I yeah. mean, that, that, was, that was the big, shiny, thank God we're all here news. It was a bit of ironic timing as well. It was, as, as sort of Michael Keaton is. And not like Alanis Morris said, hey, that's fun ironic. It's sad ironic. <laughs> sad ironic, yeah. yeah. As, as Michael Keaton straps back on in, into the cowl, perhaps um, we had a, a pair of Batman-related passings since we last gathered together. Oh, my God, you're right. There have been two. There have been two. Um, the first of which was Denny O'Neill, who was a longtime comic book writer and editor, worked for both Marvel and DC, and then Marvel again, then DC again. But, you know, he, he passed away at 81, but he worked on Batman and The Question and Green Arrow and Green Lantern. And, and he is most lauded, I think, for bringing a sense of social realism and social awareness to DC when Marvel always was steeped in it. Marvel being in the real world, in New right. York, in Hell's Kitchen, and, and dealing with things like you know drugs and alcohol and 
prostitution and the evils of New York and, and what, what that does to people. DC had never quite been about that. But Denny O'Neill was one of the first to actually start bringing that to the forefront mm. and having characters like Green Lantern actually wrestle with the idea is like, oh, you're saving lots of people in the in the galaxy, and you're out, you know, whatever, in blackest night and darkest, whatever. It's very, you know, the very famous from hard traveling heroes, and they mm -hmm. encounter an African American gentleman who's like, you help the yellow man and the purple man and the green man, but what about right here on Earth, the black man? Yeah. Uh, and our heroes have a moral uh, uh, crisis of conscience, indeed, and kind of disrobe and go traveling across. America mm -hmm. encountering not like super villains like Starro and shit, but like real yeah. issues. It was, it was a big deal when they did. Still deal. considered seminal work for DC. And Denny was also the guy. I mean, he wrote an amazing run on the question with Dennis Cowan's mm -hmm. art. Oh fuck, this is one of my favorite runs of comics ever. Um, Denny also largely responsible for returning Batman to the Dark Knight Detective. Mm -hmm. He was born, you know, kind of the Dark Knight detective. And then, of course, during the Adam West run in the 60s, Batman got a lot more campy throughout his comic book run. When Denny O'Neill took the character over in the early 70s, mid 70s mm -hmm. at that point, um, that was when he kind of returned the character to the shadows more. Not right. the smiley Batman went away and the Batman that everyone still knows today, the Dark Knight detective driven. My parents were killed. <laughs> that guy became the prevalent Batman. He, Denny was responsible for that. Yeah. And like Neil Adams was the artist on his, you know, the beginnings. And they the were like that. Pick they were thieves. Like, Pick thieves. And so that Neil Adams Batman is for lots of people the definitive Batman mm. and the dude writing that Batman was Denny O'Neill. That was Denny O'Neill. You know, and when he was in Marvel, he was also an editor and he hired a then sort of strapping young upstart named Frank Miller. To work on Daredevil. To work on Daredevil. You know, and, and basically A, started his career and as a writer and an artist, like he let him have that latitude when pencilers didn't have that kind of freedom to stretch. He was like, it's well, true. no, you can... He started as a penciler on, on Daredevil. Yeah. And then he was given script one, one month, and then he stayed on the book as the writer. Yeah, and like basically turned Daredevil into the character you know today. That and... was his test run on Batman. Before mm -hmm. Frank Miller went and redefined Batman with The Dark Knight Returns, he had this like wonderful run on Daredevil, which was essentially his ramp up for when he got to deal with the bat. Right. And then when Danny went over to DC, he then brought Frank over, and like that's Danny edited Batman Year One. Yeah, you know, which again sort of the ground zero for again a new generation of the Batman that that fans would come to know and love. That's true. How weird he was the guy that redefined Batman, and then he brought in the next guy who redefined Batman again. Yeah. Um, a lovely man. He we did. Uh, he's he was on this very show or the original incarnation of the show, Fat Man, on Batman, and we did a many-hour episode. I think it was like three separate episodes, which we just put up when Denny passed. We put them all together and mm. put them up on, online for everyone to listen. It's a four-hour show or something mm. like that, but never boring because he <laughs> was not a boring guy. Uh, the the Bat Bard. Chairman Emeritus, uh, all fucking class, man. Um, if there's a Mount Rushmore of Batman writers, he's definitely one of the faces up there for sure. Yeah. Uh, and now he, he's elsewhere, man. I was lucky to have sat down with him and met him. His work influenced me. I still love, uh, like, 
a lot of his stories uh, still hold the same power and impact they had for me when I first read them. Um, but because of what I do in life, I was lucky enough to get to sit down and pick his brain for a while and tell him the shit that I loved and stuff. And we put him on an episode of Comic Book Men as well. So uh, wonderful man. And, and we were lucky that we had him to tell his stories for as long as we did. He was the storyteller of particularly our childhood. I mean, the man worked right up to, to the end. Yeah. Um, but in terms of us growing up and the influences we had and like the comics we were reading, the stories that captured our imagination, Denny was one of our storytellers. So it's always sad to see any pro go um, at any age. And Denny was up there. How old was he? He was 80. 80 years old. Um, but, you know, sadder when it's somebody whose work influenced you still impacts I, i'll never forget there's a page and i think it's question number five or six like vic sage he's reinventing the character he made a character a, a lot more relatable than the um ayn randian version that originally existed and stuff but he's got this one moment where the question you know he wrote these characters that are rebels against impossible odds it's got this one moment where like all the fucking gangsters in um hub city are surrounding the question you know he's got the no face and everything like that and they're like what are you gonna do now and he's like <laughs> cut to a panel of him he's like i'm gonna beat all of you and he doesn't <laughs> pile on and bug it but it was just that certainty that like in the face of danger like this is what i'm gonna accomplish so good <laughs> Um, yeah, he was a magician. He was a wordsmith. And he gave us uh, a lot of cool things to do when we were kids. We'll miss him. Um, yes, he will be sorely missed, but left a huge footprint in pop culture. Huge bucket of wind, as we say over on Hollywood Babylon. Uh, good night, Denny. Good Thank night, you. Denny. Speaking of a huge footprint in pop culture, in a slightly different way, um, but no, no less important, uh, Joel Schumacher passed yes. away. This is the ironic news because just as Michael Keaton returns as Batman... Joel Schumacher, who took over when Michael Keaton left when, and Tim Burton left, and he did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, passed away. Mm -hmm. 80 years old? Uh, 80, yeah, both 80. Um, I met him once back over the course of the time I've been in this business when I was writing on Superman Lives. Um, they said, hey, we're shooting Batman and Robin on the lot. You want to go? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I went. It was the day that they were showing Joel the brand new Batmobile mm -hmm. for Batman and Robin. Um, what a lovely man. Yeah. So sweet, courteous, gossipy as hell. Loved <laughs> gossip. like he was, And I think that's why he liked me because I was incredibly candid and he was just very into that. Mm -hmm. He was the one, you know, many people have heard the cradle the balls work the shaft story <laughs> he told me that story wow that's where i heard it first and i had just met the man so he, sit down kid your name is let me tell you about he, he loved like to chat like he was a director who hosted the movie mm -hmm. like sat behind the monitor and and held court so while people were building the shot or whatever keeping people entertained and stuff like that really nice nice man um you know, that movie is what that movie is. But that man made a lot of great flicks. He did. That we enjoy. St. Elmo's Fire being one of them. Mm -hmm. Flatliners being another Falling one. Falling down. He wrote the fucking whiz. I know. Which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because before that, he was like, what, production designer? He was a costume designer. Costume designer. Which he aggregated. Where the, maybe where the gossip comes from. Perhaps. Yes. <laughs> perhaps. He aggregated from a department nobody ever connects with directing. No. You know, nobody ever goes, well, if you want to be a director one day, it all starts in the costume department. <laughs> so that dude aggregated from that department all the way up to directing. I think his first movie was... The first directing was uh, The Incredible Shrinking Woman with Lily Tomlin, mm -hmm. which was a huge cable movie when I first got cable. Oh, yeah. I saw that movie so many fucking times. It's all HBO had. But yeah, <laughs> it was like they're one of nine movies they played over and over. A Falling Down, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, with with Michael Keaton and or Michael Douglas. Can't remember. <laughs> Either one. Of them. one. Um, uh, DC Cab. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he worked with Mr. T and Bill Maher. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Um, he also, and I, and I remember this got surfaced in, in, in the wake of his passing, he did this great interview with, I want to say it was the New York Magazine, where like the, the bit that gets shared a lot is he claims to have slept with over 20,000 men. Are you shitting me? No, that's like, he's the Wilt Chamberlain of like gay film directors. You know, Wilt Chamberlain claimed to have slept with everybody that that Joel Schumacher didn't sleep <laughs> Right. I remember I heard that he had very large numbers, but yeah. really? That was one thing that he did not share with me on set that day. No? Did he try to sleep with you? No. <laughs> because no. if you're going to hit that number, you're basically taking every shot you get. I mean, i, I got to be honest with you. After hearing 20,000, it makes you go like, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious. Doesn't seem like a discriminating man. <laughs> Call me curious though, but I mean that's that's a lot. That's that's it's like McDonald's, like you know, twenty billion served type I numbers. Know. That's a life's work. I mean, <laughs> and he made movies. And you know what I'm saying? He made movies like, on the side. It would take a long time to have sex with twenty thousand people, even if you had no job. And he had a job that requires yeah. a lot and of attention. Also, different people. It's not even like twenty thousand. It's true. Now that I think about it. I haven't, and I did the math on this. I have not even had sex with my wife 20,000 times. It's like. Are you sure 20,000, not 2,000? 20,000 men is his claim. Now, there could have been uh, group instances. I mean, what? Like a group of 5,000? <laughs> <laughs> How do you get to 20? Yeah, like a spruce goose full of dudes. Like, maybe? I don't know. I was getting ready to give the man like a really like sweet send-off, and he'll still get it. But now all I want to talk about <laughs> is how much fucking D he was pulling. That's insane. Yeah. No, he was a, he was a, he was a coxman, if ever there was one. Fuck. Makes you feel unaccomplished, doesn't it? In so I don't ways. think I've ever done anything 20,000 times. Maybe taking a breath? Yeah, I got up maybe 20,000 <laughs> times. It's true. Fuck, man. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. He fucking sucked the marrow out of life, didn't he? <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. He made a lot. What were the other movies? I know we're missing something. All right, let's see. DC oh, Cat. The Client, which I fucking love. The Client, Fan of the Opera. He worked with Tommy Lee Jones a couple times. Flatliners, Flawless, 8 millimeter. Flawless! Yeah. Wonderful fucking film. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Uh, Trespass, Phone Booth. Phone Booth. Colin Farrell. Uh -huh. One whole movie in a phone booth. Yep. Which, by the way, sidebar, I watched on Amazon. Mm -hmm. There's a movie called 7500 with jo oh, Joe Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is that his name? Uh-huh. Just press play, press play Joe whatever. Right. Hit record. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it sounded fucked Hit up. Hit record Joe. Joe. Hit rec Joe. Um, it's a movie called 7500 and it's about a hijacking. Mm -hmm. Honestly, fucking like gripping 90 minutes. Really? Yes. I don't oh. want to ruin it. It's it's a hijacking almost in real time. And Ooh. he's the guy up in the in the 
in the cockpit mm-hmm. and there's some shit that happens where you're like holy fuck like you sit there going what would i do and, and that kind of is thing. It like air force one no this no. is real this is more like like uh get off on my plane yeah none of that shit it's it's like it's pretty bloody and pretty harrowing pretty Ooh. scary but one of the most gripping sequences in the movie it's so fucking weird is something that we all used to take for granted and still will when we go back to you've flown once about a time you've traveled twenty thousand times yes maybe (laughs) um in terms of like you know they say taking off and landing are the two most dangerous times Mm -hmm. you know where the pilots have to be on and shit there's a sequence in the movie where they have to land a plane Mm -hmm. and it's honestly like one of the most gripping fucking sequences i've seen in a movie in 10 years Wow! where i was like everyone shut the fuck up like and it wasn't even like tons of dialogue all the dialogue was technical just mm-hmm. about like how one you know slow it down to 45 knots yeah, or whatever it just flaps to 12 degrees literally <laughs> but it was so well made that i was like holy fuck like it they even took the landing of a plane to a fucking intense place it, worth watching particularly if you got amazon prime it's fucking free anyway back to <laughs> this shit um, yeah, no, he, he had an incredibly wild and varied career. Um, nice dude by all reports. I mean, uh, other than the time I met him, I heard for, heard for other people that yeah, I, nobody ever had a complaint about him. No, I think he was, he was what they used to call an actor's director and that, you know, he made them feel comfortable. He got the best work out of them. He indulged them to sort of chase their muses and always gave them a safe space to work in mm. as opposed to being a, a somewhat more cinematic dictator, um, as exists and gets amazing work out of people you know he was uh yeah i I like to think of those as movie hosts the Mm. the director as host that's something in the beginning of my career i didn't understand now i understand it way more where it's just like it's a party and you invited everybody so host them you know don't be elusive over in the corner being i'm directing like Mm -hmm. fucking hey man how are you (laughs) guess what we're doing today like it's a fucking circus um so yeah he was He's definitely in my in my directorial DNA for that because mm. I remember watching him on set that day and being like, "This guy does the job way different. Like he's just in <laughs> he's a, having fun. He that's literally what it was like. The dude was having like a fucking blast. Um, he seemed to have a fun life, man. Good dude. Yeah, and you know, like, and I remember seeing a lot of people kind of reexamining and reappraising because um, he took forever. the bullet. Well, he took the bullet on Batman and Robin. Yeah. Like he went out there one day and was like, "It's a bad movie. I'm sorry." Yeah. And fandom took that like seriously. We were like, well, he, he apologized. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who knew it was that fucking simple? I know. Um, I'd have fucking, I'd have, I'd have been over yoga hosers years ago <laughs> if I just came out and was like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> Maybe not. But they did reconsider him. They did, and they reconsidered those movies. And let like, me honest with you, he didn't seem to give a shit though. No, he doesn't really. But even well, in the, not anymore. Yeah. But he didn't then. He he wasn't like, you know, oh my critics. I mean, he put it everything in its proper perspective. I'll tell you. He didn't give a fuck. He probably didn't read any criticism because he was busy whenever he wasn't on set notching those numbers. That's insane. Did, Andrew, did you co-sign that from over there? Yeah, I've read it multiple times. 20,000? Yeah. At least, he says. 20,000 20, is 400 per year for 50 years nonstop to get to 20,000. So that's more than... And he was 80 when he One died. A day, yeah. So let's say, all right, but let's dial him back. Let's say he started at 20. So let's give him 60 years of fucking. Do the math. 60 years into 20,000. This is important shit. And this, this is why you tune into the right, show. This is why Kevin's going to be late to go home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> TBS has to wait because we have to figure this out. 
This is the big news. Never mind, Michael Keaton. What do you think? How is coming back to Batman? Who knew? (laughs) I gotta be honest with you. Like I never heard this. Three hundred and thirty-three. So he can take like one month a year off. (laughs) Essentially, as long as it's not February. Like one day a month, right? He can take Sundays off from fucking people. Otherwise, (laughs) six days a week. Wow. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, in the fucking 70s in New York, Plato's Retreat, like that dude, just wall to wall. I know, but even even at an orgy, like, I mean, I've never been to one, so I can't speak from experience, but based on movies I've seen, <laughs> you know, like, what was the Tom Cruise movie where everyone's wearing masks and they got canes and they're fucking... Eyes wide shut. Right. Eyes wide shut. Let's say that's the party. How many, how many what, 10 times if you're lucky? 10 different sexual partners? And, and then there's, they're like... It's it's five in the morning. Go home. Like, well, it also depends on what you are considering slept with. Now, is that just literally putting a pole in a hole, or is that like going all the way to completion? Excellent point. <laughs> it's true. I'm just saying it's totally possible to like. I had a hundred dudes last night. What happened? Yes. No. 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 Yes. No. No. Yes. Little history. History of the world. I gotta be honest with you. Like when I heard this news today, I I was sad because I was like, fuck. Like. I wish I'd gotten him on the show, like just to talk oh, about. I thought that sense was going a different place. I wish <laughs> well, I'd no, now that I've heard that, <laughs> but now I, I I would have loved to have talked to him about a lot of things. Now that I hear that, and I would have talked about the movies, and I would have been like, twenty, come on, twenty k. <laughs> I'll give you ten. I'll spot you ten. <laughs> you, I mean, you could spot me nineteen and a half k, <laughs> and I still wouldn't be close. Five hundred different people. I, can we give JC a shot real quick? Bless you for doing that fucking math, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Nobody asked for it. And still you were like, uh, by the way, Hold in on. order to accomplish this impossible feat, one would have to fuck more than 300 times a year. <laughs> yeah. Added value. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, he ain't just the bar owner. He's fucking math, too. Yeah. He's a F. Hutton when he talks. We listen. <laughs> we listen. I listen to that for sure. <laughs> Um, wow. Who knew? I didn't yeah. fucking, you learn a lot about people Apparently, when they pass away. At least 20,000 people knew like, where am I in this? I, gotta, <laughs> I know with 20,000 people, one of them might've been my dad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like those odds, they get real close to home. I know I wasn't one of them. Believe me, I would share it right now, but like, like a decent chunk of the Eastern seaboard. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he did spend time in New York. <laughs> um good for him fuck i mean rest look in peace, children. i mean look nothing denny rest. o'neill was wonderful and of course a huge bucket of wind but like this is a huge <laughs> crater of wind <laughs> this man just lived fucking life anytime i felt bad where people like went after his movies out the window nope he didn't he didn't care he's too busy fucking somebody <laughs> or or working on it because god it <laughs> seems like a lot of work how many 330 330 a year for 40 years 60 years excuse me 60 years man i'm like i'm about to turn 50 i'm getting tired of fucking now (laughs) (laughs) this guy's got me by 30 years and he kept going like he he deserves a pension for that (laughs) i know (laughs) he should get one from the dga yes and then one from the from the abns (laughs) 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 oh my god joel God bless you, man. You deserve that rest and fuck. Peace. Fuck. That's Indeed. a lot of fucking work, man. <laughs> oh my God. He was busy. Yeah. Busier than we knew. Uh, and how. Um, um, wow. Well, was... I mean, somebody else died, but 
I mean, who else? <laughs> <laughs> what you got? Ian yeah, Holm? I mean, what did they do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, Ian Holm. Let's bring it down. Uh, Sir Ian Holm passed away. He was an alien, he and was he an was, alien. of course, uh, Bilbo. He was in Bilbo. Do you know how many people he had sex with, Mark? By any chance? <laughs> Uh, not that many. <laughs> he didn't I do one measure. of those interviews like, where he was like, I was married to the same woman for 60 years. 20K. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> in Hobbiton. Dot, yes. dot, dot. I've gone from aisle to aisle. Um, what else was he in? He's been in many things. I saw him throughout my entire life. Yes. He's in Brazil. Brazil. Yes. yes. Fuck. He's in Time Bandits. Yes. He played uh, Napoleon in Time Bandits. Indeed. He played Peter Pan in the 78 BBC miniseries, The Lost Boys. He was in the Royal Shakespeare Company. He was in Fellowship of the Ring and The Return of the King and The Hobbits and whatever. But also, uh, he was King What was he? What did you say? Fifth Element. That's right. He was the Fifth Element. He was the priest. He's King John in Robin and Marion uh, with Sean Connery. Oh, I and fucking Hepburn. love that movie. Wait, so he was the bad guy? Mm -hmm. That's a good flick. Yeah. Although it took me a minute to remember that he was the bad guy. <laughs> I got to rewatch it. Uh, Robin and Marion is good, man. It's Sean Connery playing old Robin yeah, Hood and Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Hepburn playing old Maid Marion. Yep. Very bittersweet ending. Mm. But it's pretty dope. It's like... Um, Butch and Sundance, the yeah. later years. It's like of. the last ride yeah. of this guy. That's a good movie. Fuck, I'm going to go watch that tonight. <laughs> he played the father of uh, Victor Frankenstein in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh -huh. He played uh, the nasty restaurateur in Big Night. He's oh, that's in, right. He was in Big Night. He's in uh, Night Falls in Manhattan, Fifth Element, and Zach Braff's father in Golden in Garden State. Garden State, that's right. Yeah. My God, what a huge storied career he yeah. had. And... There's a whole nother fucking list because the dude made like 140 movies. But let's see. The Fixer, Oh, What a Lovely War, Mary, Queen of Scots, Juggernaut, Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord mm -hmm. of the Apes, uh, Henry V, Hamlet, Naked Lunch, Madness of King George, Lifeless Ordinary, uh, Joel Gould's Secret, The Aviator, and Strangers with Candy. And he voiced the grumpy chef Skinner in Ratatouille. Oh, get out of here. The one who was, uh, they tied up and they throw him in the fridge and shit. Yeah. The one who's always trying to get it, like, when he, a rat. When he tastes it, he goes like this. He's like, <laughs> and he loved it. <laughs> he was mad that he loved it. That's a good fucking movie. Um, wow. I, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he was in, uh, he's like the, the, the cartilage of a lot of flicks, right? He really is. Um, and, and, you know, as a Royal Shakespeare Company veteran, like, he just ended up being that classy dude that you would hire. It's like, hey, we're, we're making the science fiction movie. It's kind of small. Nobody else knows who anybody else is, but... Want to come and class up the joint and play a fucking uh, android? Yeah, I'll come and do that. That's true, man. He was uh, he was the first, he was the android before Bishop. And it was Ash. Ash. Yeah. So he was the one that put his fake head on the table mm -hmm. and he was spitting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's how old? He was eighty-eight years old. Holy shit! Yes. And I mean, it's no twenty thousand people, but like that's getting close to ninety. Yeah, and you know, Joel Schumacher was not a commander of the British Empire nor a knight. And sure. yet, Sir Ian Holm was of both. He got eight more years. He did. And by all means, he... Uh, he, he, he Used he him well. Him. He's been acting in the last... like it, I imagine acting up to the end. Um, I think there was some... Let me see. What did it say? There I was, feel like I just saw him in something fairly recently. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he, he hadn't been dormant for very long. But I think he passed away from complications of, I think it was Parkinson's. Another guy who told us stories when yes. we were a kid. Fuck, man. Our whole childhood's passing before our eyes. 
I mean, I guess that's the, the penalty for getting older is yeah. you get to see your childhood fade. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Moments like that, then I'm like, ah, I wish I hadn't lived through the heart attack. You watch other people fucking pass away. People that you think are like more talented than you. People who are like, like, oh, that sound like dude was living life right. Moments like this, I wish I slept with 19,423 <laughs> more still, people. Still back on the math. <laughs> crazy I, i'm honestly like gonna go what time is it it is 9 38 i'll be leaving very soon to go do celebrity show off uh on 10 10 o'clock on tbs but before that happens i'm gonna stop in real quick and say to my wife do you know how many people <laughs> that joel schumacher supposedly had sex with that will blow her mind as well. first thing she'll say is like we're not doing it 20,000 times <laughs> No, but you got to have something to live for. Yeah, really. Something to shoot for. <laughs> uh, what other news we got? Can we race through? Uh, really quickly. Um, Disney... Sad to see all those people go. It's a fucking bummer. Absolutely. Goddamn but... death. Look, here's my hot take. Fuck death. Moving Fuck on. Fuck death. Um, real quick, J.K. Simmons is not done, apparently, playing J. Jonah Jameson. He's going to play J. Jonah Jameson for a while, right? Uh, he says that he is. You know, he's already shot one film in which he appears as J. Jonah Jameson, mm -hmm. and there's plans for yet another. So hopefully he will continue doing it now and forever like cats. I love that. That was such a nice surprise and far from home when he popped up. And that movie was so satisfying. And then like, you know, they're done and they're just about to stick the landing. You're like, right on. I wonder what the next movie will be like. And then all of a sudden they're like, in the next movie, he gets fucked. Yeah, he gets dodged. Yeah. Sorry, son. It's going to suck for him now. <laughs> um, I thought we'd see him graduate. He'd ease into life. And Not so much. No, fucking no. I'm, I'm happy to have my expectations uh, subverted. Yes. Is that what it is? I believe so. Um, Disney is helping to support theaters who are opening, I guess, imminently, if not yeah. this week, the next week, by making a bunch of catalog titles available to distributors, um, including some which haven't been in theaters for decades. For example? Empire Strikes Back. Oh, shit. Yes, which you haven't been able to see on a big screen since the 97 um, theatrical re-releases. I mean, they just put out Jurassic Park, right? Mm -hmm. I saw that Jurassic Park was number one this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was like nineteen ninety fucking three or four all over again. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's the secret to getting people prime prime the pump for people to go see Tenet, to go see yeah. Wonder Woman and stuff, is to sh dangle pretty pearls from their childhood in front of them. You know, they're definitely going to try because they're letting uh, the Avengers, Empire Strikes Back, Black Panther. I would go to all three of those. Deadpool, Zootopia, Greatest Showman, Iron Man. Oh, hold on. Zootopia I would go to. Uh, Greatest Showman I'd watch at home. What's after mm -hmm. that? Uh, Iron Man. First one? Yep. I would totally go watch that on a big screen. Force Awakens Such a and Inside movie. Out. And that's not. Force bad. Awakens and Inside Out? Yeah. Inside Out, I could watch at home. I like that movie, but like, I don't need to go see the big screen. But Empire Strikes Back, fucking Iron Man, those are good calls. Yeah. I mean, and who knows? I mean, there was also this story. Are they giving them to movie theaters for free? Um, probably not, but, you know, it's still like you have to way negotiate. Cheap. Way cheap. You know, including stuff like, you know, Empire, which you hadn't been able to program in a theater unless you were a legit rep house for a long time. Right. And I know there were a lot. I talked to a lot of rep houses while I was on tour with Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and they were like, they didn't like that Disney bought Fox because they started taking prints mm -hmm. out of circulation. Yeah. Um, so at least sounds like they're coming back in. A little few of them are coming back into circulation. Yeah. Um, and the last quick news story is there was a horror movie that was filmed on Zoom for no budget that for a brief and shining moment was number one at the box office. What's it called? It's, uh, yeah, no, it's called Untitled. I believe. 
Uh, no, unsubscribe, excuse me. Uh, unsubscribe. It was shot on Zoom, um, the movie from a bunch of actors and novice filmmakers, five YouTubers joined a video conference call, and then like murder shows up. But they basically four-walled it, where they bought out one theater, and they bought all the tickets themselves, and so $25,000 was enough to get number one in a box office. So smart. And like... So smart. You know what? My hat's off to those kids. You game the system, kids. That's smart. Tilt the table because mm -hmm. it's tilted in their favor. So fucking do whatever you can, man. That's smart. For That's sure. cool, man. That's so a, now, whatever they do next, they can say we were the number one movie. Our movie was number one in the box office. So fucking smart. <laughs> and for the low, low cost of how much? Well, Twenty-five grand. They like it. Probably they, cost them more to buy out the theater than to make the movie. Yeah. I mean, they no money. They spent no money making the movie. They yeah, just true. got on a fucking Zoom call. And then essentially they're like, well, if we buy out theater, it's kind of like a party anyway. Mm. And then Where also bought themselves, now? literally <laughs> bought themselves a place in history. Yeah. That's legit. It's not like, yeah, you can't put an asterisk next mm. to it. It's like, look, they fucking put the movie in theaters and it made money. And that's how we do these charts. And number one, there yeah. it is. I mean, that's cool. That's 2020 fucking... will get an asterisk as a year. Yeah. But that... That particular stat is totally legit. I kind of feel fucking stupid for not thinking of that myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love gaming the system and stuff. We did it with Reboot uh, and, and for some weird little records. But mm -hmm. I should have fucking, I should take Reboot out. Like, and just put it on a couple yeah. screens. We can take Clerks out. Buy it out. Can you? I, I mean, it can go out. I don't own it. What do I own? Fuck, I don't own anything. That's the problem. Have you done? Uh, have you investigated drive-ins? Yes. You could, do, you could do a Strikes Back reboot double feature. Yeah, we have investigated drive-ins, and right now drive-ins are it's tough to get a screen because they're it's the biggest game in town, mm -hmm. and so uh, you know the it's very much like and I ain't taking anything away from drive-ins. They're wonderful, and they've you know been for years. They've been hanging on. This is their fucking moment. Mm -hmm. So it's also their moment to negotiate. <laughs> so like, you know, you could go, I, I've spoken to drive-ins that are like, yeah, the cut is 60, 40, 60 us, 40 you. And it's like, oh, oh, really? I understand. Like that's you substantial. Know, using the whole fist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I get it. It's like, take advantage while you can. And, you know, they can't have as many cars in as possible, but so it's their moment. So, because mm -hmm. we were at one point fishing around about doing something, but it became like expensive, mm. essentially. I mean, not, not expensive, it's just you're not making really anything. Right. They are, um, which good for them, but they don't need me to do that. They've got other nope. people doing it. But yeah, I did look into it. That is so fucking smart. God, what, what is it called? Um, unsubscribe? Uns unsubscribe. And so is it available also online or no? Uh, it can be rented uh, through Vimeo. Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. How old are these kids? Uh, unclear. <laughs> it does not no, say. 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. um, that's good. That's some good news to go out on. It makes me happy, man. Yeah. Good for them. Man. Yeah. Everybody should be thinking about doing that right now. If, they, if you ever it. wanted a box office record, <laughs> now is the time, man. It's like going to a fucking like, convenience store and getting your name on a keychain. Like You can get it, too, if you try hard. You can know? literally run a camera on your fucking family for like 75 minutes. That's the length of a feature film. Mm -hmm. Rent out a fucking theater for 25 grand, wind up with the number one movie in the country about your family. 
Yes. It, you know, it's like the best going away present. Like, you're going to college eventually. Look what we did for you. You're a box office star. <laughs> you're as big as Schwarzenegger was in the 80s. You can open a movie at number one. You're Mr. How. You're Mr. Fourth of July. You're like, Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> you could literally think about it. This is the only time in history where with enough money, you could pay to be Will Smith big at the box office. <laughs> 25K will get you there. Wow, that's Indeed. fucking dope, man. Yeah. Um, Still, in terms of numbers of 20K, <laughs> that 25K is impressive. The other 20K. Hot damn. I'm not going to sleep tonight because I'm just going to be sitting there rolling over in my head the math over and over and over again. It's like, how? <laughs> my wife's going to be like, why are you thinking about men having sex in bed? And I'm like, because 20,000 is a lot. Think and it indicates a good review. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's so exhausting. Like, no wonder he was, he was always in shape. You have to be. He's like an ultra marathoner, but for fun. <laughs> he was like the he's guy. An Iron Man. He was an he's Iron, Iron Man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I am Iron Man. <laughs> Snap. Like a dozen dudes show up. <laughs> Everyone gave him shit for Batman, but he was Iron Man. <laughs> and I am Iron Man. I can do this all day. Yeah, you can. Barely. You have to. And work. <laughs> and work. On set. Uh, we'll miss you, Joel. Yes, fairly uh, well. We'll miss you, Denny. We'll miss you, Mr. Ian Holm. And we'll miss you, the audience. We're going to miss a Q&A because I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Go watch uh, Celebrity Show Off. I had to remember the name. Yes. On TBS. Uh, and we just put up the second like episode of Sun and Lockdown, which is my little show. We just put up on YouTube tonight, or they put up on YouTube tonight, so you can see the second part. Sooner or later, I'm gonna get kicked off this show. <laughs> but uh, while we're there, you know, it's it's fun, mm. charity and stuff. It's a fun thing, and I get to work with my family. So anyway, I'm gonna go talk about that right now. Yes, online. Uh, my God, what a great world we live in. I know nobody is saying that right now, <laughs> but. That Michael Keaton news is pretty impressive. Yeah. For these past 70 minutes, it's been a pretty decent world. Yeah. Good luck dealing with the real world after this. Oof. You got to go back into it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they don't seem to care as much about Michael Keaton <laughs> being Batman. You know, <laughs> the disease. It's taking no. us all and stuff like that. No. Numbers are spiking, too. I know we're saying this while we're standing very close and whatnot, but uh, make sure you, and I know we're saying this and we're not wearing masks, but make sure you mask you up. Can. Wear your masks. Yeah, wash your hands, wear your masks. Stay six feet away. It's um, not over just because you want it to be over. It's not. And a lot of people are like, oh, the second wave is beginning. Apparently, we're still in the first wave. So, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't gone down yet. It hasn't. It's only going up. So uh, be careful out there and stuff. That's but... what Joel Schumacher said. <laughs> it hasn't gone down. Yet. It's only, <laughs> only up. My God. <laughs> I mean,. I was going to say respect the man, but that is respect for the man. <laughs> uh, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoyed yourselves. There is no show or dirty double entendres without the man <laughs> to my left. Give it up for the great Mark Bernard. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That is Fat Man Beyond for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in next week. Same fat time. Same fat channel smodcast.com or youtube.com slash kevin smith mr mom as batman is back this has been a production of smodco internet radio sir only at smodcast.com